0: Welcome to this week's episode of Conversations on Conversations, where each week we explore a topic to help us have more powerful conversations with ourselves and others. I'm your host, Sarah Noel Wilson, and this week we are continuing our conversation with Attorney T. Maxine Woods-McMillan as we explore the very important topic of conflict and mediation. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did having it. One of the things, one of the things, when we were uh, starting to prep for this conversation, you know, and, and talking about what are the things we want to make sure we talk about, because you you have mentioned the words strategy, structure, plan, right, and even I do, yeah, that 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 image of know the know the procedure enough that you can get through it when faced with it. So let's mm-hmm. let's talk that because you know something that you had mentioned is that people don't realize that especially from a mediation perspective in that work, that there is a formula or there's a formalized process for it. So so let's get into the, the structure and the strategy, you know, because most people, what I hear is they're like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to start. What if, you know, but what if this happens? Mm-hmm. So where do we start? So that's the good thing about when you bring in a mediator. First of all, the
1: the, the term mediator reflects that that person is a neutral. Now, Mm -hmm. what I tell people all the time is I am neutral as it pertains to the outcome. I am not mm-hmm. a neutral as it pertains, and I'm neutral as it pertains to the outcome, and I'm neutral as it pertains to the position. So I'm not on either person's side, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I am not the arbiter of right or wrong. However, we do have foundational norms, right? So some things are not um, ripe for mediation, they're not appropriate for mediation. Uh, for example workplace violence we're not mediating that right right? right right you know you know Joey hit Johnny you know you know Sean hit, hit hit Kim you know and then you know Keisha hit you know Brandon there's no we're not mediating that uh uh, uh overt sexual harassment mm-hmm, you know sexual mm-hmm, assault mm-hmm. sexual violence um uh undesired touching you know those kind of those are not things that we are mediating um so when we talk about um mediation we have to make sure that we're not talking about areas in which uh one person is being victimized or the power Mm. dynamic is such that there can be no resolution when, when there is an absolute right or wrong like i am not the person to call and be like well yeah uh you know there was some issues where I may have not asked permission before I sexually assaulted her. But let's see if we can mediate our way out of like, that is not something that I'm going to be able to help you work it's, through
0: <laughs> this. Okay, so I want to I want to pause here because I want to I want to I want to hear the rest of your thinking. But I, I do want to pause because I know we have a lot of folks in our audience who are in HR. And sometimes what I see is that there are situations that are really obvious and egregious. That are treated like they're not. So I just, I wanted to just pause and, and invite people to reflect on there. There are non-negotiables that we're not going to bring two people together to mediate them. And sometimes, you know, and even in our work, when we're working with people with, you know, like we call it our right, our curiosity first approach, like curiosity can be weaponized. Like, I'm not going to ask somebody to be curious about the person who, you know, harassed them, who harmed them, who like that. So I just, sorry, I just wanted to take a moment because I'm sure people are listening going, yeah, 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 that makes sense. But but what I've seen in practice is a lot of times, again, almost in a form of conflict avoidance is like, oh, we're going to bring these two together to like, um, clear the air to figure things out when it's like, no, there's a clear line that was crossed and, and that that needs to be handled differently. So sorry, continue. I just wanted to take a moment. Uh, oh, no address. apologies like, necessary that.
1: because you bring up a great point. So I started this, um, you know, years ago um, in a workplace setting, but there's a different dynamic. There are things that I can do as an external that you mm. can't do as an internal, right? Sure. So sure. when I was when i was in that hr executive role i'm still employed by the company right? right i still have a certain um interest that just 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 be pragmatic right like that's still my employer right that still i still have to you know be thinking in the interest of the organization and anyone who tells you that that's not part of the calculus, I'm like, "Mm, okay, let's see how you're doing this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but, but the advantage of, so, so what I, and what I've been told is other people are like, you know what, I'm so glad you're coming in and dealing with that because there's a certain, there are certain liberties that you can take because you can truly be neutral. I am coming in for that reason, for that purpose. Right. And I always tell people like my, my client. Is the resolution right mm. my client is mm. resolution to this issue mm. it is not either one of you right? Mm. Um, mm. this is a different dynamic than if I'm stepping into a situation in my capacity as an attorney when I come in as an attorney it's very clear I am your attorney I have a responsibility to you as my client and that as part of that adversarial uh, the, the adversarial nature of that dynamic, um, of course, your interests are going to supersede that of the other party um, every time, hands down. No calculation needed. As when, as a mediator who's external to the organization, when you're brought in specifically for that purpose, you don't have to to, to contend with that same uh, mm-hmm. concern, right? You can truly, fully, and honestly be there for the in the interest of what is best to resolve this which ultimately ends up being in the interest of the organization, and here's why. When people are not, one, dealing with that intrapersonal conflict, when they're not dealing with resentment, which takes up psychic energy, and psychic energy we know can be palpable, can be, it, it, you know, it can you can feel it. I'm sure we've all walked into a room and we don't know what happened, but we know something happened, sure. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and because that takes up space, What it's also doing is it's it's pushing work out the way it's pushing progress out the way it's pushing innovation out the way it's pushing the liberty you talked about where you're just free to just do the work and do it in a way that's creative and everyone to some degree has some level of creativity in the work that they do if they're if they're Mm -hmm. well positioned Mm -hmm. right um Create it takes away that creativity and it takes away that courage because you're not courageous. You're not feeling very courageous when you're contending with anger, right? Mm-hmm. When you're contending with anger, mm-hmm. when you have fear of being hurt further, when you are, um, or you feel wronged. And so now you're fully dealing with your ego. Guess what's not happening. You're dealing with all of that. You're not thinking about how, how to best collaborate. You're not thinking about how do we get to the next level? And you're definitely not thinking about the customer. At that point, right. is I'm going to do my job, and, and and so we're now weaponizing um, our work against each other, but we're not yeah. collaborating, um, and that competitiveness that, you know, there's a, a little healthy competition can be healthy, uh, a, a little healthy competition can be healthy, a little competition in the workplace can be healthy, uh, but when it gets to the point that it's obstructing um, yeah. the path of collaboration, um, then that's that's where you're killing the magic. That's where you're Mm. killing the dynamic of your team that can be beneficial to your consumer, that can be beneficial to your organization. And you're not going to higher levels. You are stagnant at that point. If you're lucky, you're stagnant.
0: Yeah. The advantage also of bringing in somebody external is it, it does raise the sense of urgency a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine, and so I'd be curious to hear you know, you, you had the experience internal versus the experience external, that it might it might create more accountability because, you know, I don't know, maybe, again, let's use HR, right? HR is often, often brought in to mediate, to help dispute, to help people navigate their employee relation issues, right, whether they're trained in it or not, that they're often the first line of uh, defense or the first group that people are going to. But see how challenging that is because
1: HR, I'm I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to cut you off, but No, keep going. No, you can interrupt. That's so challenging for all involved. It's challenging for all involved because HR is also the repository of discipline, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like when I come in, I don't have any power for, you know, I can make recommendations, but, you know, it's really hard to be the person who is kind of the arbiter of all things, right? So mm-hmm. I'm the decision maker. I'm also the fact finder. I'm also the investigator, <laughs> right? So how open are you going to be? You know, how much are you going to be invested in a process with a person who, you know, can, can turn right around and use that in a punitive
0: way? Yeah, right. Yeah and you, and 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 then you bring in your own bias, right? You bring in your own bias like you may have opinions. You you know, whereas if you're an external you're like you're 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 Joe and you're Tasha and this is what I know about you and I have no skin in the game other than this. I I really um man, I wrote down and underlined and starred my client is resolution. When um so when is your book coming out? When are we when are we putting all <laughs> of this great insight into a book and or how can I help make that? Ha- That's just a side note. <laughs> okay, wait, we need to get back to the structure. I'm, I'm focusing my brain. So, okay. okay, so let's, let's get back to strategy. Like, talk to us about the formal process that you go through. The formal process first. is the same way you have a, uh, a
1: policy for when people call out of work, you're not saying that you want them to get sick, but you know that it's a possibility. So what's the strategy, right? Mm, what's the mm. what's the process for how do people call out of work, and if they're out of work, uh, who do, who do they call? Uh, what's the call in procedure, and when mm. they're out, what's the out of out of office message? I mean, think about all of the things that we effectuate a plan for that we don't want to happen, but we know yeah. that could happen, and 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 ask yourself, okay, so now if two employees have an issue, if my kids have an issue and here's a big one if i have an issue with my partner how are we going to contend with that i mean for a brief time many many years ago i was a relationship coach and i would i would i was amazed at how many times i would ask people like okay so what do you do when you fight right and it's always We don't fight, we're in love. And like, you you got to fall in love without fighting? Ever? Okay. (laughs) Right, like what you said earlier, like, red flag, red flag. Um, Yeah. But eventually, you're going to disagree on something, right? Yeah. Um, And so how do you plan for it? you planned an entire Mm. wedding with 300 people coming in from six states and two countries you navigated in-laws and who gets whose pet uh and 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 which side of the bed you navigated all of that and you don't have a strategy for when inevitably Mm. this dude pisses me off how Mm. i'm gonna contend with it you plan to, you have a career plan and you have planned for everything. You have filled out countless forms and you have not developed a strategy. I'm gonna be someplace for four years, for three years. How am I gonna contend with this? So I would Mm. say, what's the strategy for organizations? It's to to develop a plan. Put it, put it down the same way you have a plan for, I hope mm. you have a safety plan. Um, I hope you have a, a business continuity plan. I hope you have a plan for when so-and-so is out sick. You know, if you have one person doing your payroll, I hope you have a plan for if she gets hit by a bus, if, you know, if he falls over a chair or, you know, he wins a million dollars and says, forget this job. I hope you have a plan for that. As an organization, mm. you should have a plan for how you're going to, Um, contend with possible conflict. And that conflict needs to be looked at as possible from all levels. It is not just an employee issue. As best as possible, if you are the person in leadership that has to lead, you need to be um, invested enough in conflict resolution to plan for it, to advocate for it, which are two different things. You can plan Mm -hmm. for it and not advocate for it. So advocate for mm-hmm. it is telling people, one, that it is okay if they have an issue. It does not mean, okay. I mean, how many times have we heard, you two have an issue, figure it out, work it out.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, that's mm-hmm. not advocating for conflict resolution.
1: <laughs> right? No, you better, um, better
0: get along. I heard, I heard a leader once say, you got to get along or you're going to get along. Like, you either yeah. get together or you're going to be moving along. And it was just like, figure it out. Yeah, that's not exactly a leader. That's
1: a manager, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, for, for organizations, you you want to develop a strategy uh, for what you're going to do. You know, I always say uh, for higher level. Now, you're not calling uh, an external mediator for like, you know, little stuff like someone threw my coleslaw out. You know, I had some leftover coleslaw from Jack in the Box and <laughs> someone threw it out and hey, I want the mediator to come in that's unwise, right? Uh, if, if you need someone externally to handle every single issue uh, that's coming up in your organization, then you have another set of issues that needs to to be contended with. But for major things, there should be a high level mm-hmm. plan, just like using mm-hmm. our plane metaphor again, you know, if there's a, a little, you know, crack or something there's a strategy for how i'm going to contend with that that is not immediately we're going to land the plane and do a crash landing because there's a crack on one window right um but if we blow two engines and we're, we're cruising on one then that requires a different um, mode of response um, and then the other thing that i talked about earlier um, i just want to reiterate how important it is to to expect and to allow yourself grace mm. to have internal conflict right mm. to recognize that that is a reality that's a possibility and then to give yourself the grace to and to name that be courageous enough to name it to acknowledge that it's a reality and to be okay with that you know mm. to 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 not just and to not just be okay with it but accept it and be and and and, and be willing to say i am entitled to feel what i feel now mm. the more you do that as you evolve as you grow that entitlement might change right the things that i felt entitled to be really upset about at 20 mm. i don't mm-hmm. even think i have the energy to be upset about yeah. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> like, right you mm-hmm. know um and I've, I've told this story so many times you know You know, whatever I do, like I talk to young women and stuff, I talk about um, you feel what you feel now and it's valid now, but just understand you can only see the part of the balloon you can see, right? Mm. The things that Mm -hmm. are so important at this point in your life, I promise you, (laughs) um, some of them will still be important in 20 years, but some of them, some of the people, some of the issues, some of the things, you're not even going to remember half of these people's names, (laughs)
0: right yeah. Um yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: but at the at that point the the thing that you can do to really alienate someone in that in that moment whether it's another person or yourself is to not allow them the validity of their own mm. feelings right mm. you know uh, you know that's that's ridiculous well no that's ridiculous to me now right
0: yeah. if i was talking yeah. to
1: 20 year old me i probably would say that's ridiculous but you know what if i had told 20 if someone had told 20 year old me something she was feeling at that moment when tears were streaming down her face and she thought it was the end of the world at the time (gasps) you know because it's not you really don't hurt until you get that last (gasps) yeah 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 totally lose your breath (laughs) right at that moment if you told me then that it was ridiculous i'm shutting down yeah and so the opportunity we had to advocate for the client, which is conflict resolution, is now mm. gone. Mm. And if it's not gone, the, it's much farther away.
0: Yeah. What you know? What what are what are some of the things that people can do or try to do? Mm-hmm. You know, like I love this idea of like what's the plan, and and I've never seen it in practice. And. And I'm reflecting on how valuable it would be. Now I've seen it well, in practice. I've seen it in practice with like, uh, like my relationship with my husband. He and I have our like. This is like this is how we approach it. This is what we're going to try to do. This is what we're going to try to not do. So, what are some of the um? What are what are some of the like best practices when you think about uh, creating that plan?
1: Well. Can I, can I, can I respond to the first part of that first? Yeah, please. That was so good. You
0: said, you said, let me make
1: sure I heard what you said correctly. You said, um, in response to what I said about, um, uh, the plan, uh, developing the plan, you said, I've never seen that in action. And here's what I think, right. Here's, here's my position on that. We do see that on action in action (laughs) every day. Sure. We see it in action in our government. We see it in action sure. in, in law enforcement. We see it in action in our legal system. We yeah. do have a plan for ha- how we handle conflict. The question has to be, is that the plan that we want to go with for everything, right? Yeah. Our military is has a whole plan of responsive action, uh, right? No,
0: such a great point. Such a great you, point. Uh, yeah. We have a strategy,
1: right? Collectively as a society, this person does this and so the responsive action is this the problem is when everything again with you know another you know well worn cliche but when all you have is a hammer everything looks mm-hmm. like a nail mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. if if we are in a linear adversarial approach to conflict And anything that is not anything that does not feel good to us in that moment or does not agree with our perspective in that moment is labeled conflict because we haven't spent the time done the work or uh, planned for the introspection to be able to name feelings name and identify Mm -hmm. positions Mm -hmm. so that anything Mm -hmm. that is adverse to what we think in that moment is conflict. And we only have one strategy of response which is bop it over the head (laughs) you're right i'm you're wrong and i'm right uh that is a system right that is a strategy yeah what i'm suggesting is develop interrogate your current systems of conflict because no one gets to our age right without having conflict resolution strategies my question is do you like your conflict resolution strategy (laughs) is it a good one (laughs) right because we have them for years mine was ice cream and then it then i got really you know sophisticated and it elevated to gelato right (laughs) (laughs) i'm mad at you so i'm gonna pack on an extra three pounds right and it came my so my conflict strategy conflict address strategy wasn't a resolution strategy but my addressing my strategy to address conflict was to internalize my feelings by eating and then it yeah. was working a whole lot, right? Yeah. Um, so we all have uh, strategies. It's just, <laughs> do we have good ones?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So to answer yep. your, your question, the secondary part of your question, what are the best practices? Interrogate your current, str- your, your current strategies. Interrogate yeah. your current structures. Identify for yourself, okay, what do I do when I get really angry? How do I do? Do, do I like that? And you can't Mm. wait until you're mad to do that. Right. Just like you can't wait until the plane is going down to start. Now, what did she say about, what did he say about something supposed to fall? It's too late at that point. (laughs) Which reminds me, it's time for us, it's February. It's time for us to check our fire extinguishers in the house. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you don't wait until you're like, I smell smoke. I wonder if our fire extinguishers work too late now, get out. Yeah. <laughs> and that's usually well, you the know, strategy we employ, right? It's on fire. 100% And we don't have a plan for how we're going to deal with it. So we just hightail it out of there. And, yeah. and 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 not every relationship can we just hightail it out of there. So we're sitting there burning right. with the issue to, to you know, kind that, of stretch that, that metaphor out of it.
0: Yeah, that I mean, I mean, that's such a great, it's such a great point. It, you know, it reminds me of the like, I, I I will often say, uh, no system's dysfunctional. It's set up to get exactly the results it's getting. Like, it's functioning exactly how it was built to get the results it's getting. And that idea of even just naming, like, what, let's interrogate our strategy and our plan. Because, like, whether you've paid attention, whether you were intentional about it, whether you've thought about it, you're right. You do, you do you do have a strategy of how you meet the moment. As somebody who has been working like the last 10 years to really overcome my own conflict avoidance, my strategy was uh, pouting, resentment, passive aggressive, right, Um, or internalized, doubt, fear, fawn like it was either passive aggressive fight response or it was a fawn response. And 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 I love that I love that invitation because the thing that is also coming up for me is like every system is different. And so the needs might be different or the length I mean so so here's what I'm coming through in my head. So again put some guardrails on on my thinking. But every system is different. The needs are different. The languages that would resonate. And the thing that the thing that we know about human systems is that one, people are more likely to commit to something they actually help create. Right. If I help yeah. create the mm-hmm. system and the structure, then I'm going to feel more ownership and I'm going to be more likely to do this instead of having somebody external say, Well, here's the ways that you navigate that. And I love that even as a practice to build the muscle of yeah and even in in interrogating the system we might disagree and and like i mean i'm getting like meta (laughs) like meta observation here but there's value to even that of yeah so even as we're navigating creating what's our system what's our strategy what are we going to try is that i mean am i thinking about it based off of your experience or or are you like no there are like really five things that we always need to make sure we cover no, that no, needs no, to be no, part no. of every plan. Okay. I mean, yeah. so we yeah,
1: we talked about, you know, developing the strategy. We talked about the courage and I think that's important because this is you, anytime you're digging around in yourself, you're tinkering under the hood of your own mind yeah. and your own heart, um it requires a certain uh, uh courage component, right? Sure. Um and then understanding those power dynamics setting your foundations and your boundaries right Mm -hmm. um you know as i said not not everything not everything is can we can just talk it out right um right Right. i i you know i'm a survivor for example of of domestic violence now we can talk Mm -hmm. about how we navigate you know life going forward but we are not going to have a discussion on whether or not it was okay for you yeah. to slap me up under refrigerator, right? Yeah. Certain things are not to be to be mediated, right? Yeah. Um yeah. so that's why it's so but that's why it's so important to kind of set those I'm um, um, uh, interrogate those internal feelings and then be okay with this is how I feel, and this is why I feel this, and this is okay. Point blank, period. Yeah. End of conversation. Yeah. The you you put certain things in a box that these are the 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 sacred things. Now these other things, I'm willing to okay. You know, perhaps I didn't do that well. Perhaps I could have handled that differently um, because I'm going to uh, be honest enough to give the grace that I want to receive right. Mm. Um, Mm. But as long as I can be honest with myself, and I can love myself and value myself enough to say these, these two things right here, these three things, these four things, these non negotiables. Yeah, right. Um, And from an organizational perspective, it's important that the organization set those set those parameters that you put your floors and your walls in place that these like you know, it, it is never okay. For you i don't care what happened it's never okay for you to do x in this organization
0: mm, um, mm-hmm.
1: so however we need to navigate it we can talk about why that happened and the steps that led to that and how we can avoid it in the future we can design that together but we have to at least own that this is counter to what this organization stands for which again mm. requires that internal that in, that mm-hmm. introspection In um, the same way it happens in a person it needs to happen you know in a couple it happened it should happen in friendships in relationships in business partnerships you need to be looking internally you know what are we about why are we about this why do we work well together what do we do well together what do we not do well together um those are the kind of things that are going to prepare you for when there's um a difference of position and you so you can be clear on whether or not it's a difference in position or a difference in personhood
0: mm, mm, you know what mm, I mean mm-hmm. We'll be back with Maxine Woods Mcmillan in a moment. I mean, one of the things that I'm reflecting on is and i and i i, I really I really uh appreciate and i'm grateful for your focus on that internal reflection and owning and clarifying and and essentially like establishing like what do you need you know speaking as a woman that can be really difficult right like society kind of conditions us to defer to nurture to take care of other people and, you know, and, and the reality is, is that we know that most issues in relationships come down to a, like, a, I have a need that's not being met, I have a value that's being, like we're, we're in conflict mm-hmm. of values. It's, you know, it's one of the one of the stats I really love from the Gottman Institute, which is like almost 70% of all conflict between people is perpetual. It's just a difference of values, difference of perspective, differences of needs. And, you know, which which is a good reminder especially when we're in the zero sum right wrong mindset like that's not one it's not healthy it's not accurate uh in in some cases right there is some cases where it is just like no this is this is wrong or this is harmful um but in helping people so i appreciate the fact that that that's an important part of how you approach the work and how you're inviting us to approach that work because I mean, it's like the root of when there's challenges is because I have a need that's not being met. And if I haven't taken the time to uh, identify that need and name that need, then I don't even, you know, like I can't even see the conflict separately. I just know I'm pissed. Right. So -hmm. that's just something that was coming up for me. Identify, name, and and one more. Yeah. Yeah, please do. Identify, name, and accept.
1: You have to advocate. You have to accept and advocate for that need. So you identify it you named it, but then you can't be mealy mouth about it. That's where that courage comes in. You can't be Mm -hmm. like, well, yeah, I I really don't like, like for me, one of the things that's like a, a huge deal breaker. I mean, to know me is to know, I don't like to be spoken to roughly now, Mm. I, Mm. it took me some time to interrogate why that is. And yeah, there's some issues Mm. in my childhood, but you can say a lot of things. You can get a lot out of me until you speak that, that offhand comment, that offhand, just, well, just get it done. You know, whereas, you know, that whole duck rolled off a duck's back. It's, it's, it's not going to roll off my back. Right. Yeah. Now, because I have done the work and it took a, a lot of years, uh, because I have done the work and I know that, right. I'm not saying I avoid conflict. But I can, I can more quickly and adeptly handle it when I see it coming, because I know that's an area that is a vulnerability yeah. for me. And I know that's an area that I have identified, okay, I, I need to live my life in a way that I don't have to be exposed to people who feel comfortable talking mm-hmm. to me in this way, because mm-hmm. I do not accept it. I am not, I don't operate in my zone of genius when I'm spoken to this way. It undermines, mm. you know, the validity validity of who I believe myself to be. And it's incongruent with with my self-perception. And then so when the, when there's incongruence, right, and things don't line up, things are falling down all over the place. Um but I had to identify that. And then I identified it, I named it, but it took another few years before I was like, and damn it, I deserve that. I deserve yeah. to not yeah. be spoken to that way. I have done the work. I put myself in a position where I know that if I give you work, it is good work. And so in every aspect of my life. Um, and when I don't, I deserve the grace to to, mm. to remediate whatever I have not done so well. But either way, I don't like to be spoken to roughly. And so mm. I can address those kind of conflicts more quickly more adeptly because i already know that's coming that's Mm -hmm. the advantage of doing that kind of work but you have to be courageous enough to name it and advocate for yourself advocate for your organization when you identify oh no here whether it's your household whether it's your marriage whether it's how you interact with your kid that's not something we do i don't care what anyone else does with their kid but for me and my kid this is how we interact Mm -hmm. You got to advocate
0: for it. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I, you're, you're giving language to something I've experienced personally, um, of that clarity of, nope, that's not how, that's not, that's not how I'm going to show up in my relationships anymore. Right? Like, that's not, that's not how I'm going to, you know, like, again, as, as I've been on this journey of untangling some, you know, major um, uh, trauma responses, especially for me, the challenge is very much that fawn response. That is a very strong response for me. Um, and, and, and what, what, what is the life that I want and, and what are the kind of relationships I want? And, and I appreciate this, you know, r- really just like beautiful framework to think about it because you're giving language to something that I've, that I've experienced recently, you know, Nick and I've had moments where we're like, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not, we're not. In, in our most like important relationships, we're not just gonna pretend like something harmful didn't happen because that's not how we wanna show up and that's not the kind of relationships we want and that's not how we wanna be treated and that's not how we wanna treat other people. And so I, I just, it's a real gift um, because you're I'm reflecting on um, some evolutions in my own life of looking at it through this lens of like, right, yeah, no, having that courage to like lean into it, get clear about it, name it. And then you're right, because <laughs> it has gotten easier in moments when that happens to 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 have the conversation and to not be afraid of having the conversation and to be, you know, and also to be willing to um, potentially step away if the situation is like, if we're, you know, we can't negotiate or navigate that because this, like, these are non-negotiables. It's, um yeah, but no, everyone I, I has just... the same language. So it's not right. You're not doing right. it again to, to pull the
1: metaphor. You're not yeah. building the parachute. Every once you see the parachute pulled out, pulled out, if you've gone through the drills, everyone sees the parachute. And so they already know. Yeah kind of what's happening in that moment, right? So you turning your back, you know, so to speak, may not be, would not be perceived the same way because it's kind of understood. All right, well, yeah, we, you know, when she has to go put her parachute on and so she has to bend over, she has to do that. You know, when you have strategies in place and you've already had the discussion about, okay, here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're gonna handle this. Here's what the plan is. In that moment, when you're already emotionally drained, when you're already feeling vulnerable and attacked, to not have to then try to, you know, use the left brain and the right brain, now I have to, you know, get out a ruler and try to figure out how to (laughs) best construct this, you're not at your highest self at that point. And so how do you expect to construct a system that's going to serve your highest self, when your highest Mm. self at that point is in hiding? Right, Mm. because Mm. you feel under attack. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know,
0: before, because I know I'm just going on, but I just I wanna get this I mean, I'll take you as long as you'll stay and hang out. And I also feel bad and I hope there's fresh popcorn waiting for you. I mean, there is a bit of me that's like, (laughs) I hope they left her some popcorn. Here's what I think though. I think this kind
1: of thinking, and I know Mm. this is what it was for me. It was a really great opportunity for me to be intentional about what the work that I was doing in the workplace was really informative of how I parented. Now, mm-hmm. I am not saying I'm the parenting guru, I am not. <laughs> My kids probably gonna watch this and be like, I have some notes. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but. I, because so much of what we're dealing with, so much of how we construct these strategies, whether they're, you know, beneficial to us or not, are really constructed in childhood and early adulthood, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and our interactions with the power structures in our lives, which for most of us is parents. And so, like I said, you know, one of the things I had to be really intentional about was, okay, this is how I'm going to show up with the kid, Right. He's not a kid anymore. He's <laughs> he's in his twenties, but I still call him yeah. the kid. He's not a kid. Yeah. He's just my kid, right? Yeah. Um, so this is, you know, I know that I was raised a certain way. You know, we're not allowed to say say certain things. We're not allowed to have certain conversations. Um, you're not allowed to. Um, and I don't think anyone ever said you are not allowed to tell me you're unhappy no. with me. Um, that was never expressed just, to me, mm-hmm, but it was mm-hmm. understood, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so I had to be really intentional about kind of setting new structures that said, okay, if you're upset with me, you're allowed to go this far. This is what our dynamic is gonna be. And it can't be the same dynamic you had when you were 10 years old, right? Because they understood one thing then, but when do we have a conversation that says, da, 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 you are no longer a child. And so our dynamic has changed and now you can do this. Usually that only happens when it happens. And when does it happen? When we're arguing and then you go too far and then it's like, how have you addressed I am your mother? You know, <laughs> I am your father. And then all kinds of, you know, relational dynamics are now being thrown in with the whole poopy water of whatever the conflict was. <laughs> and now we're dealing all of that at the same time. And what I'm saying is, you know what's gonna happen, right? Yeah. Love yeah. yourself and love that relationship and that relationship dynamic enough to say, you know, hey. You have just, just like, you know, Geico sends you your notice and says, you know, we had coverage with you until March 31st, but now it's April 1st <laughs> and we're just letting you know, you still got coverage, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We need to be doing the same things um, and, and be, and be intentional about thinking ahead um, about how we want those relationships to look in season and out of season when things are great, mm. when things are not great. Um mm-hmm. We need to to be proactive about handling that, and not seeing um, the presence of conflict as the absence of rectitude. Mm.
0: You're you're a gift, and I'm so thank you. I you know I'm so glad that you responded to my last minute call <laughs> last fall of Hey, who wants to hop on the line? I mean, this is I, I honestly I'm going to have to chew on this quite a bit, but there's there's pers- there's new there's a ton of new perspectives and language. But one of the things that's coming up for me is because one of the things that I've recognized and, uh, you know, like our work and how I've you know, how do I uh, how do I help people like me who are so conflict avoidant start to step into And the first place in in our practice is get real curious with yourself and and get real curious about what is it that you need and um, what is it that you're feeling. So there's so much similarities, but what I really like as a gift is there's a a deepening that's happening for me and some new connections that I'm making um, that I was missing. Um, But um, I hope you're thinking about a book. If you aren't, um, I just, I think you have such a, This is such a unique and refreshing and necessary perspective. And the, man, that gift of what do you want that relationship to look like when it's in season and out of season? You know, again, we just don't, we don't spend enough time being intentional about how do we want to show up? We just, it's, you know, what did my colleague Teresa say today she said it so much more articulately that i'm going to say it now but basically like we want we want um relationships that we can pop in the microwave for one minute and call her good instead of like a smoker that we have to manage and we have to like you know nurture and part of this is a client and we're going to be know working what? with who's i would you know, submit
1: to Teresa. All of us need those microwave relationships. If every relationship in my yeah. life requires right. depth sure. and investment, yeah, for sure. Oh, I don't have yeah. time for that. Yeah, like, <laughs> some yeah, people, fair point. Like some people, I'm like, you know, girl, how are you? And I really want to know. And yeah. I'm willing to go back and forth with you. And we're gonna, you know, t- if we have to deal with some things, like I am there. Like, girl, I am there. And then there are some people. I'm like, hey, how are you? Like, and, and I really yeah. mean like as as a platitude, <laughs> right? Right. Um, <laughs> no, so that's, a, that's a, I, no, that's, it's a fair point. <laughs> you said something that I hear people say often, mm-hmm. um, both in personal, the personal context and, uh, in the workplace, they say, uh, we are con conflict. We avoid conflict or we're conflict. We have a conflict avoidance issue. And I want to just, um, put the parameters of that language we constructed together earlier around Mm, that mm. um, in the sense that uh, let's add, let's append that to include the word interpersonal or external. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Because the conflict is not going anywhere. So you're avoiding the conflict. Yeah. You're avoiding dealing with the conflict interpersonally, but the conflict is not going anywhere. You're just carrying it on your way, on your back. You're just carrying that weight all by yourself. Mm. And the thing about it is, if you don't cut it in half and open it up, you don't know what's inside. So imagine mm. yourself, and this is something that I do with my hubby, <laughs> uh, when I'm, you know, having a little bit of a tantrum. Um, I imagine myself carrying a really big backpack, but I don't know what's in the backpack. And I don't know about anyone else, but the way I am, that would just drive me crazy. Like, you know how they say in the airport, what's on the travel stuff lately? Uh, but you know how they say in the <laughs> airport, you know, did anyone pack your bag for you? And that has always sure. struck me. You know, are mm. you carrying a bag that someone else packed for you? Like, mm. would you walk mm. through the airport carrying a bag someone else packed? But that's what we do with conflict, right? Yeah. When we don't, when we, we, we recognize it to be the case, we recognize the bag but we don't know what's inside of it. And we're not interrogating it. We're not opening it up and seeing what's inside. So we're just carrying it around, but there's no such thing as avoiding conflict. It's not like you're saying, oh, that's conflict. I'm going to leave it over there and I'm going to go over here. And the conflict just stays over there. (laughs) Nope, it's just hopping on your back and you're just carrying it around. And quite frankly, sweetie, you got too much to do. Like you have other stuff to do. Um, You know, I'm going to quote Mother Lord and say, you know, if you want to fly, you got to get rid of the shit that's weighing you down, you know? And you can't do that if you are carrying this stuff around that you won't identify you won't confront and you won't be yeah. courageous enough to advocate for yourself and mm. the resolution of that conflict in service to the relationship so that you can soar you got to get rid mm. of the shit that's weighing you down
0: <laughs> i love it all i think that that is such a an important clarification because you know i mean i uh of the reality is we say avoiding conflict but you're not it's just getting displaced like it's it's you're you're carrying it it's somewhere and i think that Mm -hmm. again is such a i have so many notes of starred and underlined (laughs) and you know whenever i wrap up a show i'm always like here's one thing i'm holding on to and be like i don't know i here i'm holding on to this i'm holding (laughs) on to this sheet of notes from our conversation Uh, wonderful Maxine thank you it's always such a treat it's such a treat okay so uh, I know there are people out there who are thinking I think we need an external mediator I want to learn more about her services or I want to connect with her what are the best ways for people to connect with you
1: I am on all the medias no I say that but there's so many more now (laughs) Right. So all of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the I main am ones. On, I am on Instagram. Uh, um, you can pretty much just, uh, you know, Instagram or Facebook is where you see me most of the time. Um, or uh, you can email me. I don't have a problem giving people my email address. It's maxine at attorneymaxine.com. Um, so if you have a question or something like that, you know, go ahead and send me an email maxine at attorneymaxine.com or uh, on the socials on Twitter at this life to the max. I'm on Instagram and Facebook at The Max View.
0: Love it. And we will put all of those links in the show notes and I I highly recommend you connect with this incredible, incredible human. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you. you, thank you. Our guest for the last two weeks has been Attorney T. Maxine Woods McMillan. And there are pages of notes that I am holding on to from our conversation, but the one that I want to reinforce for myself and maybe for some of you who are listening, is that idea that we don't actually avoid conflict when we don't engage with it. It just shifts. It displaces. We reposition it to somewhere else, and that is that is a very very powerful powerful perspective. As always, we want to hear from you. What resonated with you? Uh, what came up for you? What became clearer for you? Uh, maybe you've interrogated your system of how you navigate conflict and learn something. You can send us a message at podcast at com. You can also find me on social media where my DMs are always open. And if you'd like to find out more about our work and how we can help your team have conversations that matter, be sure to check us out at com. You can also pick up a copy of my latest book, Don't Feed the Elephants, wherever books are sold. And if you'd like to support the show, which we greatly appreciate, please consider becoming a patron. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash conversations on conversations, where your financial support will support and sustain this team that makes this podcast possible and you'll get access to some pretty great swag. And if you haven't already, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your preferred podcast platform. This helps us be able to increase our exposure so we can continue to bring on amazing guests like T. Maxine Woods-McMillan. A big thank you to the team that makes this show possible, to our producer, Nick Wilson, to our sound editor, Drew Knoll, to our transcriptionist, Becky Reinert, our marketing consultant, Kaylin Summit nelson and the rest of the Snowco crew. And just a big wholehearted thank you to attorney Maxine. Mm. Just bringing lots of new perspectives and language and gifts for us to think about our relationship with conflict differently. This has been Conversations on Conversations. Thank you all so much for listening near and far. And remember, when we can change the conversations we have with ourselves or others, we can change the world. So Please, my friends, make sure you rest, rehydrate, and we'll see you again next week.